0: Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's Word will impact your everyday life. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Shall we pray? father in the mighty name of jesus we bless you and thank you for your grace we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your mercy we thank you lord for your uh, hand that is in this place strong and mighty for you are the good god and lord we bless you and we give you all the praise and all the glory even as john the baptist said that he must increase and i must decrease lord we bow to you because your word says every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We declare no, no other name but the name of Jesus Christ, no other but Jesus Christ. We glorify him in this place and declare that he is Lord, he is king, he is master, he is God. He is the totality of everything that is good from God. And so we thank you, Lord, for your wonderful Holy Spirit, for it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Thank you, Lord, because that's what you said in your word. And so we believe it and we take it. We give you praise that, Lord, you speak to us today. Let life flow in the word. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Where do I start? You know, this uh, month, our subject is on evangelism and discipleship what a better way to start the month i don't think there would have been any better way to start the month than to start from right here having come from faith now we land right into evangelism i believe that evangelism is actually god's best topic faith is good for you Evangelism is good for God. Hallelujah. I believe that every time we think about evangelism the way he meant it to be, it is um, a subject of interest to him. So today we're going to just have an introduction of what evangelism is. We have a whole month to talk about it, and so we'll look uh, into it as God will lead us. It it reminds me of, um, I was... um, I was uh, with a friend of mine we were in another country somewhere and so we were going to ha- we we're going for a meeting and then we got lost so here we are the trains are so many we are i don't know some five levels under the ground we want to get to where we are going we don't know which train to take and so we find a guy painting on a board you know there's people all over the place And uh, so we see uh, some other people around him trying to ask for direction. And so we thought to ourselves, you know, we're really lost. We're really, really lost. We need to ask somebody and find out where we are going. So we go to this artist. Um, uh, I assume he was an Italian because he had an Italian accent. So we went to him and presented our case and said, excuse me, we're lost. We're going to this place and we'd like to get direction. Now, um, it is, I mean, he could have just said, well, I don't know the place or this is what you do. Now, he, he just decided to put a little humor to it. And he said, my, you are also lost. He said, she's lost. He's lost. You're lost. They're lost. The whole world is lost. I thought to myself, Wow. Next time I preach, I'll use that line. (laughs) Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 from verse 1. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus and he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was short he was of short stature so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way and when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said unto him Zacchaeus Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when he but when they saw it, they all complained, saying, "He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner." And Zacchaeus stood. And said to the Lord, 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 I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, today salvation has come to this house. Because he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Somebody say amen to the reading of the word of God. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. All right, the text is simple. Here we have uh, Zacchaeus, a man that is a tax collector. And so uh, Zacchaeus, I think he had heard about Jesus, probably been hearing about Jesus for a long time. And then this particular day he says, you know what, today I need to meet Jesus. I need to see this man called Jesus. So he made a decision and then he was not an ordinary man. He was a leader among the people, even though he was a corrupt leader. Uh, Maybe Zacchaeus was African. I don't know. Just saying. That's a joke. Don't take me too seriously. Glory to God. Don't take me too seriously. Please don't crucify me. Jesus was enough. Amen. Um, So Zacchaeus, of course he was a Jew. Zacchaeus um, uh, wants to see Jesus. And so Zacchaeus tries to see Jesus, but he could not because there was two problems. One, Zacchaeus was a short man. And two, uh, the people, the crowd that followed Jesus was much. And so Zacchaeus being short, could not see, uh, you know, above the people. I believe that Zacchaeus probably was standing uh, behind people who were, uh, you know, taller. And so Zacchaeus put a demand and he said, I really want to see Jesus. You know, it's interesting that really when you want to do something, you can always do it regardless of the challenge if you don't want you can always give yourself an excuse and say you know it's it's because of this it's because i'm short that i've not seen jesus it's because you know i'm this that i've not seen jesus you can always give yourself an excuse but i like zacchaeus he was determined he had initiative and so zacchaeus runs ahead the bible says he runs ahead i believe he knew that jesus was passing this way so he runs ahead finds a tree And Zacchaeus climbed that tree and he waited to see Jesus. Jesus comes right under that tree and calls out to Zacchaeus. Uh, He says, Zacchaeus, come down that tree. And he said, "Um, make haste, be quick and come down that tree for today I must abide in your house glory to god i believe that god wants to abide in every house around the world you know and so he said today i must abide in your house and then he came down quickly and received him joyfully because this is what he was waiting for today i want to speak to us on the subject the god who seeks the god who seeks so it is amazing that though though zacchaeus really was seeking God, He was seeking Jesus and yet it so happened that because he could not, because of all the disadvantages that were before him, uh, he decided to go and find higher ground. And there the Lord finds him and did not wait for him to call. The Lord called out to him and called him by name and asked him to come down and said, today I must abide in your house. It has really been the desire of God to seek out people and so when the Lord finds Zacchaeus and calls him down the next thing that happened was people began to complain and mama and say why does he call out a sinner does he not know that that man is a sinner this man is not a good man and probably they had been victims maybe they had the right to say what they were saying Uh, but the Lord didn't see it that way the Lord simply knew that if I don't touch base with this man his life will not change and he too needs a transform he he too needs a transformation he too needs a change he too needs salvation he needs a savior and so that he said the son of man came to seek and to save that which is is lost. Interesting that the way we see God people is not the same way God views people, and God wants to give us his eye view, he wants to give us his world view of how he sees people. God doesn't see men and he doesn't see humanity as enmity. God sees them as a lost bunch of people that need a savior, and he comes down not to uh not to crucify them, not to judge them, but to embrace them, to call them to his himself and through evangelism this is exactly the call of what God does through evangelism God calls the lost God does not call the righteous God calls the lost as a matter of fact before Jesus none was righteous the Bible says our righteousness was like filthy rugs in other words no one was qualified no one was justified Uh, we had all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and then he came with a mission to seek and to save the lost that is the mission of God and that is the same mission that he has given unto his children till today God is a seeker looking for the lost looking for them so that he may save them you and I are a product of a seeking God a God who sought us out when we were not deserving when we didn't deserve it and he found us we were not worthy we had lost it all but he came he kept seeking after you he kept wooing you until the day you realized that you are lost and you needed a savior it's interesting that when people give their life to Jesus they stay in church and get too comfortable in within the confines of church that they no longer think that the world out there needs a savior and so they not only get so comfortable in their own company they also become judgmental and they start like this immediately seeing Lazarus, and they immediately said that he is a sinner, and rightfully so. Jesus did not come to seek the righteous but the sinner, and so our mandate, our assignment in this season is not just to keep within ourselves it's not just to come and see how wonderfully we can praise god and how awesome we can relate to each other it is our our assignment this season is to go outside of our box of just staying within ourselves and break loose and break out and create a space and that is why we decided to have two services so we can create space because the one was too full we can create space for growth There is somebody out there, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, a child, somebody that needs to find Jesus. And you and I are that contact point that need to go out into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The gospel will not be preached until we go out there. The call on us as a congregation, the call on us as the people of God is to go out there, carry the grace of God, carry the love of God and tell the good news to the people of God, because they need to hear it. Glory to Jesus. God's grace, God's grace, and God's mercy is abundant to His people. We have a call to go because we were them, and they can be us. In other words, our only difference is that we received Jesus. And like it is said, every saint had a past and every sinner has a future. If we will be faithful to go out, the grace of God and the mercy of God will draw people to him. Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. That is really profound that he pleases to draw men unto him the grace of God is so sufficient so wonderful that it gives us what we don't understand coming from the perspective of God's mercy sending Jesus to die on the cross that was God's mercy and shade his blood for the sin of the world that mercy took away from humanity what they deserved they deserve judgment for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the Bible says the wages of sin is death but the good news is that the gift of God, that the, but the, the 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 gift of God is eternal life, and so we escape death because we have received the gift of God, which is eternal life that comes through Christ Jesus. I want us to be clear about this: that uh, God sends us forth as His crew, as His men, as His women, as His people to reach out to a world in need of jesus one would say of zacchaeus that he really did not need jesus because our mindset and mentality is that jesus is for the poor but zacchaeus the bible says clearly he was rich so if that were the standard that jesus is for the poor then zacchaeus didn't really deserve he could have he could have just said those things are not for me that man is not for me i am so rich i have everything i need it is amazing that even when humanity have everything they need they're still insufficient within themselves that they still feel the void and the gap that when they are lost they need a savior and so our message and our gospel is not just to the poor of society those that society has labeled poor because of their economic Situation. our message is to everybody it is to the short like Zacchaeus was it is to the tall uh, like uh, like who like Goliath was it is to the rich like he was it is to the poor like uh, like uh, Bart Myers. Everybody is included, everybody is part of this move. God does not just save people because of, he saves them in spite of. It is the devil who will give them excuses. Ah, you know, you're too rich, you're not like those people, they have nothing. You know, that's why they're seeking God, that's why they're praying. It's because of their stature. If they had money, they wouldn't even be coming to church. Zacchaeus had money, but he was looking for Christ. He was looking for Jesus. You see, it's interesting and amazing the kind of people who seek out for Jesus. The other day, just the other day, the wise men were looking for Jesus. And that's why I say wise men still seek Jesus. You missed a good place to say amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So all above people kings and uh and uh and wise men rich men and all sorts of men and you know need jesus nobody is excluded in this package everybody needs to be part and parcel god wants to save everyone from the pit of hell from judgment he wants to save them from the evils of this world he wants to save them from satan and his hosts he wants to save them from all the danger that is in the world you do know you do know that uh um uh, the, the 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 story about god and the devil are not just a fallacy they're not just uh, uh, a good bible story they're not just A story told to pass time uh, you know something that is rhetorical it is the truth that there is a God and there is a devil and the plan of the devil is to destroy to steal to kill and to destroy as Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse number 10 but it is there that he qualified the statement by saying that but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly god wants everybody to have life and have it more abundantly salvation is open to everyone because jesus did not just shed his blood for a few people he shed his blood for the whole world you see we're talking about the god who seeks it reminds me of the story of uh, adam In the book of Genesis, chapter number three, and I don't have uh, time to read uh, through it all, but uh, I'll just go to the point that, uh, to to make my point today, that, uh, you know, Abraham, um, uh, sorry, uh, that Adam uh, and his wife were in the garden and then the serpent came or the devil came in in form of a serpent, uh, meaning he was tricky, he was cunning, he was, you know, um, a con artist, whatever you can say. And so he comes to uh, Eve and then starts talking down to eve and you know then what happened what preceded after that is that the fall of man happened and when the fall of man happened because now man adam and eve realized that they had committed sin and that they had done what god had told them not to do and as a matter of fact the bible says their eyes opened and they realized that they were naked and they began to run they began to run, simply meaning they lost the glory of God because the glory was their covering. Because the Bible says and God would come down to Adam in the cool of the day in the garden, and he would talk to Adam like a man would talk to his friend. And so he lost the glory, and he felt like he was naked. And so he, the Lord came. The Lord was the initiator of this. God was the initiator of this. It was not a, a Adam who discovered that things have gone bad and then he came running to God said help us we are in trouble we don't know what to do no the Lord knew what happened and God came down and said Adam where are you what a question you know and again there we can see that God himself came down seeking man man had fallen short man had run away man was hiding and God came not to judge God came Restore God came to deliver, God came to offer salvation, God came because of love, God came in spite of what man had done, and He came and He called out to man and He said, Adam, where are are you that that same voice is still calling out to the sons of men saying unto them where are you in God sending Jesus it was the voice of God saying through Christ where are you in God sending ministers and men to go and preach it is the voice of God that same voice in the garden calling out to humanity saying where are Are you? It is because of the love of God that God still seeks man. Jesus nailed it when He said that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. God is not intimidated by sinners, God is not pissed off by them, God loves them, and God wants to restore every one of them. The only difference between everyone else and us is that we have been made righteous, not by our own righteousness, but by the righteousness. Righteousness that comes by way of our faith in Christ Jesus. That we realized and we recognized that we were sinners and we needed a savior. And so we came out, we heeded to the voice and to the call and we came. That and received jesus christ how wonderful the salvation is now let us not forget that we are not the only ones that are deserving of salvation we're not the only ones that need salvation our whole world is in need of salvation glory to god the bible says in ephesians chapter number two verse number one It says we're all of we're all for ephesians chapter two and verse number one and two it says and you he has made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom also we are all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and by nature children of wrath just as others but God hallelujah this is where the story changes this is where the turnaround comes this is where grace and love abide but God who is rich in mercy see believers sometimes live like God has been robbed of mercy it says but God who is rich in mercy because of his wow because of his great love, wherewith he loved us. By the way, he loved us before. So he's referring to the past. Wherewith he loved us, and of course still loves us. Even when we were dead, oh God. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ By grace, you have been saved. It is by grace. Not by works, not by anything you can do, not by anything you did, not by anything you didn't do. So what you can do or what you cannot do does not qualify you before God. God accepted you simply because of the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. That Jesus died on the cross and he died for you and I. And the beauty is, I keep saying this, the beauty is Jesus did not just die for you because he didn't need to die. He was righteous. Jesus died as you. He faced the punishment. He faced the, the, the cruel punishment on your behalf because he didn't need it. It is you who needed it. It is me. It is I who needed it. And Jesus died for you and I, availing his rich mercy to us, which manifested as grace, giving you and I what was not deserving. We deserve judgment, but he granted us grace because of his mercy. So today, I want us to take this message out, not just sit with it. Don't just come here and sit with it. Take this message out to everyone that needs to hear it. They are all over. They are all around you. They are in your contact book. They are all around you, in your families, among the circle of your friends. Wherever you are, they are there. So you take the gospel. The gospel is not to condemn. The gospel is a gospel of love. He was. He is rich in mercy he didn't come to condemn he came to love John chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 John chapter 3 this is the message of God to all of us for God so loved the world my goodness did it say the church of course we know he loves the church but before there was a church It was all the same thing. For God so loved the world, he loved all of them. Jesus died for everyone. He died even for those people we don't want to mention. Those people our culture will not accept. Those people our, uh, Jesus died for everybody. That is the amazing, shocking good news. That Jesus died for all of them. And they all need Jesus. And we need to share the love of God. Not from a perspective of condemnation. From the perspective of grace and mercy. He extended grace and mercy to me. I can extend grace and mercy to others. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son... His only begotten son. If you had only one son, would you give him up for a stranger? I assure you, I would give him up for you. Hello? Let me say it this, this way. Ladies and gentlemen, I would not give my son up for you. <laughs> End of quote. Period. Hello? You know, perhaps there are parents who are tired of their children and they're like, that is the black sheep of the family. If you want him, have him. But it didn't say that God's son was not in good relationship with God. He says his only begotten son. That should mean something to you. That God absolutely loved Jesus, absolutely loved his son. As a matter of fact, God went through pain to think about the fact that his son was about to carry the sin of the world. So it's not really the, the, the Roman uh, soldiers that killed Jesus. It was the sin of the world that killed Jesus. Jesus. He was weighed down by the sin of the world. He took the sin of the world upon him without ever becoming a sinner. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, that's the punchline, should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse number 17, for God did not send his son into the world to do what? To condemn the world. So don't take a message of condemnation. Take a message of love. But that the world through him might be saved. That's the target. That's the target. That the world might be saved. That is The target right there, that is the work plan, glory to God, that the world might be saved. John chapter 1, verse 29, it says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Sin goes by no other way but by the blood of Jesus and our faith in the sacrifice that Jesus gave Amen. So we have to embrace evangelism because it is the revelation of evangelism that demonstrates the love of God and his compassion for humanity. He, evangelism is com, co, it's the communication or it is communicating the gospel of salvation. You know, the message that was delivered unto us that Jesus Christ is not only the son of God, but also the savior of the world glory to god he is the sacrifice for sin amen and in so doing he gave eternal life to all evangelism brings the good news of jesus christ to those around us it keeps the 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 gospel as the central theme of the believer or of church amen so through evangelism many people who don't deserve mercy or grace who would have been lost are encouraged and brought to the to the light and brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and brought To the grace of God, because the Bible says we are justified. Romans chapter 5, verse number 1, we are justified by faith in Christ Jesus. So it is that faith in Christ Jesus that justifies us. As I conclude today, my uh, take is my question to us is so, what is our part? What is our part? In Luke chapter 10, and verse number 2, the Bible says Jesus said and therefore said he unto them the harvest truly is great the harvest truly is great but the laborers are few now we know the problem therefore pray that the lord of the harvest send that the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest so not only are we part of of the laborers who have been sent out into the world, but we are also to pray that the other places where we are not, God will raise men and women who will go out there in the love of God. See, the Bible says love never fails. People can resist you for being a Christian, but they will never resist you for loving them. That was a good point. should have said amen. (laughs) Glory to God. So this is our mandate. To first of all. Pray. That prayer is an act of love. Because it's because you have at heart. Those that are lost. You have at heart. Those that need Jesus. You have at heart. Those that need to come to salvation. Let us not leave like. There are no people around us that need Christ. The danger of the church, and may I say that had been our danger for some time, the danger of the church is that they get so consumed within themselves. They just love themselves and they love to love themselves, which is really good. It is a positive thing and it is a good thing that love thrives between believers because he says we we should seek to do good especially first of all beginning with those of the household glory to god so we need to love each other grow in love and keep within each other we should keep our company but at the same time god uses our feet god uses our mouths god uses our hands to reach out to somebody Pray for them. You know, reach out to them. Share the gospel in love. Sometimes I wish to help. I I, I love the uh, street preachers. I really do. I think they do a great work. Um, My my challenge with them is that it is easy for condemnation to. They have such a a great um, task. And they have all these people passing around. I wish they would preach. A Christ of love. Glory to God. And th- that is not preaching a weak Christ. That is the embodiment of who God is. The Bible says God is love. Love gives. Love gives of itself. Glory to God. Uh, they say it is possible to give without loving. But it isn't possible to love without giving. Reach out to somebody. Stay around them. Pray for them. Reach out. Touch their point of need. And let let God do only what God can do. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15 to 18. Mark chapter 16. And he said unto them, go into all the world. And I came to say to you. Exactly what the Lord said unto them, because his voice is still sounding today. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, that is the good news, to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he that does not believe will be damned. And this is why we need to go, because if we don't go, they will be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils, they will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. And that is the truth when you go out. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he, rece- he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father. That was the last thing that he did just before he left. Evangelism is an opportunity to directly work with God and to take his love out to the people. When evangelism is done right, our love for God grows and our love for our neighbors also grows. And it produces the fruit of righteousness. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30. Proverbs chapter 11, this becomes the fruit of righteousness our work the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life wow in other words it gives life and that's what eternal life is that's what we do when we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel of love people come alive because remember they were dead in their in their trespasses they come alive so the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls? Come on now, wise. is wise. He who wins souls is wise. The very last thing that Jesus said to his people, Matthew 28:19 and 20, is the same that he said in Mark chapter 16. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. Church, we have a mandate to take the gospel out to the people. It is our assignment to take serious. And this, you shouldn't be ashamed. Neither should you be afraid. Say, what if I share with them and they don't believe? Don't worry, you will have sown a seed. And when you sow that seed, it will always come to life. In spite of the fact that I grew up in a Christian family and uh, I had people around me who were quite churchy. I had an uncle who was who is a pastor till today, Um, and I grew up going to Sunday school. Along the way, I took my own road. And still the Lord sought out for me. Somebody would come and share the gospel with me, and I wouldn't take it. Another came, shared. But you see what was happening is that the seed was being sown. The seed was being sown. The seed was being sown. There will be many people who will sow the same seed, make the same emphasis, say the same thing over and over. Now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So the more you share yourself, your experience, the more you share the word of God in love, people will begin to respond. And when you share, please Make sure you lead them to Christ. And when you lead them to Christ, don't leave them out. Bring them to church. Why? For the same reason that you don't give birth to children in the hospital and you leave them there. Or you leave them on the street. You get them a home to belong to, a place where they can grow, a place where they can be nurtured, a place where love will thrive and flourish. Glory to God. So that is why they need to come home. Now it is your assignment from today that you will go out there and extend love to others and share and share. God will lead you. His spirit will lead you on how to do it. So do not be afraid. Take this word and somebody, I'm telling you, somebody needs it. Somebody needs peace, but they will never get peace until they get the prince of peace. And you and i have the prince of peace go out and share the love of god people the world needs love let us not be selfish let us be selfless go out and share the love of god with the world from today i want you to understand officially It is your mandate as the army of God, as the disciples of God, as the children of God, as the people of God to go out there and share the love of God. And believe me, God will back you up like he did those people and you will see amazing results. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and thank you for this word that has come out to your people, and I thank you that from today they will begin to love and share the word of God with all the people, with all the world. The results of which you, oh God, will bring change and transformation in the lives of the people. That, uh, Lord, as we take the gospel out. You will offer salvation to the people. Let the anointing be upon them to uh, speak the word in its simplicity. And let us see people coming to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you because you will go before them and you will uh, help them to share this that you will teach them how to share the gospel of our lord jesus christ and the gospel of, of the gospel of love and the lord in sharing it they will see the fruit of righteousness which is a tree of life may you bless them keep them protect them and let their hearts boil with For those that need Jesus, we thank you because we thank you because of what you already did, and we thank you because of what we're about to see. We thank you for the overflow that will come because of our sharing the love of God in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray and somebody say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.